one's worse getting a call while you're on vacation oh. to find out the news or on air live in front of everybody I would have been forever tired. on the internet probably on air because uh you had to make the effort to come in this is so, fact yeah because at least on vacation i'd be like all right well i'm just gonna hang here for an extra yeah, couple weeks true. and just true. hang out and do whatever i want uh welcome in everybody to the phnx sons podcast i'm Lindsay. that's Saul. that's gerald that's espo and joining us is a very special guest jock landale Jock, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing well. Just uh, out here in my new home, Houston, and uh, getting accustomed to the, the new life. We have to do it, Jock. What? So long, farewell, Avita, <laughs> say goodbye. I tried to get them not to do it, Jock. I tried. <laughs> I egged it on. <laughs> what? That's, that's what is it? I, I need to ask you, what what did I do to drive you to Houston? I mean, you I thought we had a good thing going. What and didn't all, you and do? And all of a sudden a I find answer. out you're a rocket. I mean that's just that's just too many hours been around you to be honest. Nothing <laughs> that you say, it's just you in general. <laughs> you know what? I've been broken up like with like that before, so I'm alright with it, Jock. <laughs> He said, not you guys, just you as one specific person. Well, congratulations. We're all very happy for you. Uh, Walk us through kind of the process on that. How did did you wind up a a Houston Rocket, and and what made you decide that was the right fit? Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously it started with with just having the season that I had with uh, with Phoenix. You know, I'm not... um, delusional in the fact that that Denver series definitely helped push my case a little bit. Um, so I kind of started there, I suppose. Um, you know, there was some there was some interest outside of Phoenix, um, you know, and that became pretty prevalent, like, in the process of dealing with Phoenix initially. Um, so once once the, the, the Phoenix conversations kind of started um, in that in that main portion of um, free agency, you know, those opening hours are pretty hectic. Um, I had a pretty good idea that, you know, uh, I, I probably wasn't going to end up back there just because, you know, of, of you know, I don't want to go too much into the nitty gritties, but just the, the offer wasn't as, uh, as substantial as I thought and thought I was going to get. Um, and so I kind of, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know at that time what was out there, you know, you just have an idea that there's interest elsewhere. And for me, um, you know, I kind of had to have like an honest conversation with myself around whether or not that Phoenix offer was going to be as good as it got. And I just quite frankly didn't um, think that I, I was valued that the way that they had me picked. And so, you know, we, we, we kind of went through that process and tried to tried to get the number where we wanted it to be. And, um, you know, I took a bet on myself and I said, you know, I've, like I've time and time again, I've kind of 
gone the, the safe route, the safe route, and that's never really paid off like I wanted it to. So this time around, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go on all in because at the end of the day, like, you know, we're pretty well off as players as is. So I was like, I might as well just roll the dice and see what happens. And um, I didn't think that it was going to be $8 million. Uh, I knew that that was kind of in the wheelhouse. Um, but, you know, to get that eight a year for four years was... I mean, everything and more that I could dream of. And, um, you know, it's a pretty cool situation I've kind of landed myself in with all of these veterans kind of coming in to hopefully ride the ship here in Houston. So, um, yeah, you know, that's how, that's how it all kind of went down. How hard was it to, like, take that leap of faith and bet on yourself within the situation? Because it was a little bit of time had passed between, and I'm sure that dragged on and felt like years before the phone call. Yeah, it's not easy at all. Um, I between between turning down um, Phoenix's you know initial offer and um, them being good enough to let me walk as an unrestricted free agent, you know, it felt like years. Uh, but you know, when I when I did all that, I still had no real idea of what else was out there. So um, from from that point on, I, I went uh, we went down the path of having conversations elsewhere and. You know, initially it's just like a bunch of minimums because they're just trying to like, they're trying to let those big pieces fall. So for the centers, it was, everyone was waiting on Brook Lopez and, and, and seeing what, where he was going to land and what, what that situation was going to kind of end up like. And so there was like a, it was Saturday night my time in Australia. There was like a flurry of like, right, like we've given Brook four or five days to kind of figure his stuff out. And, he still wasn't committing anywhere firmly, so everyone was starting to then be like, all right, like we've just got to pull the trigger on someone else because we don't know if it's going to be Brooke who comes this way. And I was lucky enough to, to find myself on, on you know, Houston's number two list. Um, and, you know, they, they pulled the trigger on it and that's kind of how it went. So, yeah, it's stressful. It's, it is stressful. And there's like a period there where like the phones go silent. Um, especially with the time difference with Australia, you know, my, my agent would shut down at 2, 2 p.m. my time and I wouldn't hear back from him until, you know, 6, 7 p.m. So it was like those five, six hours, and credit to him, he was working the phones all day, every day. But there was like a five-hour gap where he had to go get some shut-eye, you know, so um, he, was, he was phenomenal. But like those periods of time, I was just sitting there like going through my head of like, oh, did I fuck this up? Should I take it to Phoenix deal? You know, doing the numbers in my head, like it's incredible, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, to make matters a little bit worse, you've kind of got people in your trusted circle being like, that offer was, you know, incredible. And you know, when you, cause coming from the real world, you know, surrounded by country fellows, farmers who um, don't necessarily see this much money, they break it down in like real world terms and they're like, mate, you're an idiot, like this is so much money. But then you realise on the other side, you're like, well, I have to remove myself from that real world situation and put myself in the world that I'm currently living in. And that was really hard for me because I've never operated like that. I've always tried to keep myself grounded at that at that real world level. And um, yeah, to, to kind of come out the other side of it with, with the, the offer I did get from Houston was, was phenomenal. But at the same time, there was like a real conversation we were having about lifestyle versus monetary lifestyle, I suppose, because we loved Phoenix, the people, the surrounding areas. Like we bought a home there. We were like, we want this to be our home. Um, 
you know, now I'm here in Houston, I realise that Houston's a phenomenal city, city of the world, but I just didn't really know anything about anywhere else except for San Antonio, a little bit of New York, a little, you know, and Phoenix. So we were like, well, this is this is special. And then not to mention you guys are in serious championship contention this year. And I've always played to win. Uh, not to say that I'm not going to be here, but but it's, you know, there, there are levels to it. And so there was a lot that went into that kind of decision-making process and, and it was not easy in the slightest at like, yeah. Jock, you, obviously a new chapter for you. Congratulations on the offer that you got. I know a lot of people here in Phoenix are very excited for you, but when you look back on your year here in Phoenix, what do you take from that season and what will you miss the most about playing here? Oh, I mean, to be honest with you, the, the, the biggest thing that I take from that season is just kind of the confidence that I've built as an NBA player coming out of San Antonio. I, I was having real conversations with myself, you know, India, my, my family, just all these people around. Like, I just don't know if I'm cut out for this league necessarily. Um, you know, it's, it's a very strange and different league as opposed to what I've experienced in Europe and Australia. And that was kind of the conversation that I kept having with myself after San Antonio. So come, you know, Phoenix to walk into training camp or just like those, the build-ups training camp and all we're doing is getting up and down five, four or five times a week. Um, I'm really starting to like mesh with the guys and perform and it was like this confidence start, confidence started to grow and then, you know, come the opening 10, 15 games a season where I'm just, I felt like I was balling out and really contributing. There was just like a realization of like, but I can actually really do this. And then to take that to another level, people always talk about how different playoffs is and, um, you know, that's where the, the real contracts are kind of earned and you realize you, you figure out pretty quick whether or not you're a player that can impact a winning team. And that all, I kind of went through all of that in that one season with Phoenix where I figured out that I played in the NBA through the regular season, but then more importantly, I was like, I can really contribute to a winning team in the playoffs. And I almost prefer that style of basketball as opposed to the kind of more relaxed, in a sense, basketball, you know, in regular season. So, um, yeah, it was just like a lot of self-confidence building throughout the year that I kind of went through and, and, and that was definitely the biggest thing that I appreciated and took from Phoenix. Um, and then what I miss most is just the guys, like, you know, every time you go through a season where you really get in the trenches with a group of dudes and, and play for, you know, potential championship, World Cup, Olympic medal, whatever it might be, like those connections that you make, uh, it might not necessarily be, you know, going out and hanging out with each other every second of the court, but just like the the enjoyment you get out of playing winning basketball with a group of players who know how to play winning basketball, um, that you go through a postseason with, that you put those kind of aspirations forward with one another and like connections you make through that, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna miss the most because playing with the likes of, you know, Cam McHale, um, C P Book, Kev, like those guys are ridiculous basketball players, not just on, you know, an NBA level, but just a just a worldwide level in general. And um, getting to play with the likes of them is some of the most enjoyable um, basketball I've played to date. So that kind of stuff, playing with that caliber of player and, um, and, and uh, you know, then getting, you know, to build good relationships with guys like them and, um, you know, Saban Lee, Wayne Wright, all these guys off court, like, it was a pretty rare locker room we had. Like I really, really enjoyed just that locker room in general. 
What what about Houston? Do you like so far? Uh, I mean, the, the food uh, the food scene is obviously kind of crazy. I, people don't really understand yeah. that there's so much <laughs> diversity in the food culture out there in Houston. But what have you gotten into so far? Yeah, I mean, the food culture has been phenomenal. Uh, the coffee scene here is, is really really good. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Australian inspired coffee shops out here, so we're kind of having a field day just uh, you know doing that. Um, I went to a, I went to a cafe and flash breakfast brunch spot, which was Australian inspired here in Houston today. That was unreal. I met the owner who was an Aussie, so um, you know really enjoying that that food and coffee scene. Um, I've been pretty injured, so I haven't had too much time to do you know much else other than that, but. The organization, the people that I've met in the organization so far, the teammates that I've met um, are fantastic and can't speak more highly about them. Um, you know, really impressed me so far and uh, the trainers have been great just dealing with my, my ankle for the most part. And um, Yeah, I think that that's a welcome, um, you know, something that I really appreciate is walking into a facility and realizing that like, hey, these guys have got my best interests at heart here and they really want me to achieve things and do well and help the team win and um you know step one was kind of fixing my ankle so um yeah i'm loving it you know getting getting to know jeff green so a bit and aaron holiday and the likes of them has been really enjoyable you know i've got some great teammates here um obviously we're missing a few in the world cup and whatnot but um yeah it's been it's been a really really uh pleasant opener so before we get into the injury i do want to ask we saw some pictures on instagram i think new boot goofing did you get yourself a new pair of cowboy boots out there in Houston? Oh, man, really leaning into it, huh? Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't get the cowboy boots, unfortunately. They, they're in the mail and on the way, but I've got the, I've got the sets going and everything already. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean into the, the tech thing. <laughs> got yourself a little belt buckle and a, and a thing of cha in your I back pocket that. right now or what? I'll be fucking riding in on a horse. Just <laughs> I, fe I felt like I knew you, Jock, but I just don't know you anymore. <laughs> Brian, Wait, I'm you? Amorphic. I'm amorphic. I just, I can just fucking make everything work. <laughs> you got to go back and look at what CP3 wore in one of the games oh, in man. Houston during oh, Rodeo man. Week. Yes. You'll have to rock with that. He had the cowboy hat, uh, uh, the whole oh, game. Yeah. So. If we yeah. don't get if we don't get one of those fits this year, I'm gonna be very disappointed in your job. Like, come on, you gotta give the people what you want, the full getup or what we want. I'll try, I'll try my best. Um, side note: I've just realized I have 10% on my phone, so if I drop out, that's why, and I'll jump back on as soon as I get a charger. Okay. okay. Well, why don't you go get a charger right now while I tell the people about Splash Sports? So PHNX has a weekly pick. X and NFL Survivor Contest for everyone to participate in for real money. It's super simple. You just head to splashsports.com slash PHNX. The link is also in the description of this show and sign up. You deposit cash to get started and it's just five bucks to enter either contest. Five dollars. I'm going to be in there. So if you want to come in and get your ass kicked, I'll take <laughs> your five bucks. All oh, right? Okay. <laughs> Starting off spicy on this one. Uh, talk your talk, Aspo. I'm here for it. A, a terrible incentive, and B, yeah. not true yeah. in the slightest. Yeah, not even like. And also, Aspo, like when you talk shit, it's like it's like when I have to like scold my puppy, and he knows like he doesn't know what the fuck I'm saying. He's got this cute, adorable look, but he doesn't. He's not aggressive. He's just like 
It's just very. He's like, okay, what, what, what do you, you want say, me to man? say? Hey, come on in and take my five bucks. Why don't you? I mean, is that That's more probably more reality? <laughs> hey, golly, why do you come into Splash Sports oh, and take my, my money? Yeah. I don't know why there we had go. to go to Leave It to Beaver, but okay. <laughs> but listen, we'll be running weekly contests all year, golly, so gee. make sure you keep that link handy. But it will be in the description of the show. Um, but once again, just head to SplashSports.com/phnx to join in. We'll have different contests coming out as well, and we're super stoked. To compete with all of you guys Lindsay, and against all of you guys, so be sure to check the link in the description. I just want to say this. Yes, I don't think I really appreciated you. <laughs> until, oh, damn. Until, the shade continues. Take it easy on him. He just lost his best friend to Houston already. <laughs> He's having a rough day. The ad reads were just. I mean, you're just on another level. They were something. You. There you go. You see, you this go. is why I need to leave more often That's, so that because you, you miss me. It's, uh, it's a good thing. I don't miss you. <laughs> Listen, I, I was com- I was uh, commending you yeah. without without disparaging anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, were yeah. you? Sure. Were you? I feel like I'm is that sure. What I'm like? <laughs> I didn't say Do we have another there? ad read so we, we can do. get back to Jock, please? Our friends over at Saturday Neon have some of the highest quality neon signs in the game. And it's a company that was started by two friends and former college roommates that makes officially it. licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. We have one here in the PHNX offices. And it is fantastic because it comes with everything you need to mount, power, dim. They're really easy to install and operate. And I like that you can change the amount of light that they put off because sometimes it's just too much and sometimes you just want a little like creepy ambiance you know what i mean so go to saturdayneon.com use code phnx for 10 percent off your order today plus free shipping over 200 dollars Right, is, did Jock get his charger? Do we no, need to? No, still, he's still still to no we charger. got a good view of his ceiling there in Houston, though. It looks like he purchased a good home. He's so. got a little, little pot light going on. There um, <laughs> well, listen, as Kenny chat pointed out, Shady Ray's ad read now because Saul threw so much shade at you, Espo, in after that first <laughs> one. So let's talk about our friends over That's at Shady transition. Ray. Hey, Lindsay, That's you know what you need when Shady there's Ray's sun out. gear <laughs> that is built to last, Espo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I payback, payback's a bitch, <laughs> and she's gonna be real angry when I get my. Bro, treats, I didn't right? do anything. Saul did it. But Shady Rays—they are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. They are just as good as the expensive sunglasses, but much more affordable. They've got durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Kenny says in the chat, notice how no one interrupts Lindsay's ad reads. You can't get a rhythm when everybody wants to talk through your ad reads. Well, first of all, time out. First of all, like the intros and and the, and the, the transitions were a little choppy and led itself to some some fun. Well, to be fair, you also <laughs> just have to not let them, Espo. You tried to interrupt me, and I said, no, I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> you just got to you gotta well, go. See, you got to lay down the law, Espo. I don't read. I speak from the heart when I do the ads. Oh, my God. So, this is why which you is get why we train. get in trouble, because we have to redo them because you miss important things. Well, the train of thought gets interrupted, and I have this beautiful soliloquy <laughs> about all our fantastic <laughs> partners. And Flex, then I get interrupted. Flex is sitting over here, just, and I just watched him have the hardest eye roll. Yeah. Just like, come I, on, I bro. I put a class up to join, use oh, words no. like soliloquy, and oh, you all no. look at me like, 
Oh, you know, why, oh why is he using big words? Because I got a good education. That's why. Oh, I didn't go to St. Mary's or anything. I got a good education. Wow. Oh, shit. Jock's back. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Whoa. This is, this is why you lost me. <laughs> oh, the gloves are off now. This is the last time I'm going to talk to you. So. Oh, my oh, God. Tough, uh, all right. So, Jock, you were talking about the injury and just kind of how the rehab for that has been going. Obviously, a super unfortunate situation to be in, and the timing probably was the icing yeah. on the cake for making that awful. But how's that going so far for you? Yeah, it's gone really well. Um, yeah, it was super, super big. Uh, slap in the face, just not being able to suit up with the um, with the boomers. I put in quite a lot of work to get to the point where I was feeling pretty good. And um, to be honest with you, I just never ha I, I just never got right during that training camp. Um, like day one, I kind of dinged uh, I dinged one of my feet up, um, and so I was dealing with that. And you know, Houston was aware of that and kind of communicating and helping me through that process. And then. Literally the day I came back from that was when I busted this other ankle up. So I just like I did just didn't have training camp at all with the boomers. It was and up until that point, you know, I had been playing pickup with 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 kids and, and Dyson Daniel and the likes of them against some of the pro teams down in Melbourne and was in really, really good nick playing well. Um, so I was pretty disappointed that it kinda of went that way, but I mean that's part of the gig. So anyways, take that you know, to now doing the rehab here and stuff, it's been a pretty quick and fast moving rehab process and they're, they're pumped about how far ahead of the curve I am. Um, so I'm just kind of like, you know, nutting out this um, this process as quickly as possible because I'm pretty eager to get on the call with the Houston fellas and kind of start building some of that connection there. Um, but until then, I'm, I'm kind of just dead in the water. Just, you know, at this point, you know, two and a half, three weeks out, I'm just doing a bunch of spot shots and um, running and all that straight line kind of stuff. So it, it's going well. Um, you know, I was really, really lucky and fortunate with with how minor the injury was as opposed to kind of what it looks like when I did it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I lucked out big time. What are your thoughts on the uh, the Australian team? You guys got some pretty good youngsters there for the future. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, you know, we'll, we'll probably uh, we'll probably lose Patty and Joe here, who are the two old boys in the next you know couple of years. Um, and you know, you look down the line, uh, there's no real there's no real people making up that age gap between them being 35, 36, and then I'm the next one at you know 27. So. Being, uh, being young myself still and then kind of you look down the line past me and it's like 24, 23, 22, 21 year olds. It's it's an impressive crop of talent that we've got. And I think that going forward, it's, you know, we're going to build some good camaraderie and, and um, you know, relationships off the court. And then, you know, our relationships on the court are going to just grow even more. But yeah, everyone in Australia was really disappointed with how we performed this campaign. But, you know, you kind of looked at the team and um, there was you know, the, our backup centre stepped in and did a pretty good job in the in the starting spot. Um, but behind that, there was no bigs. Um, and so we were playing small ball a lot, which is tough to do against European teams, given that they've run out, you know, pretty big, grizzly um, big men. And... Um, so we, we battled a lot, but then you look at you, you look at you know the guards on our team and 
um, the backcourt and it's, it was it's impressive. You know, they were doing a great job of kind of holding things together and keeping us, you know, pretty tight and, and close in these games. So um, I think we're in a really good spot going forward as, as long as we can stay healthy. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, the Olympics will be a turnaround. The other thing is, is it's hard to put, put that thing together in a camp like that when, you know, we've got nine new guys coming in or whatever it was. Um, or if they, you know, if they're not new, they didn't play much at all, if at all, in, you know, previous campaigns. So we were really trying to put things together on the fly, and and, and um, I think going forward we'll, we'll be we'll be a bloody good team. So December twenty seventh, Suns <laughs> at Rockets. Who are you trying to dunk on? <laughs> uh, I'd love to dunk on Saban Lee if he's if he's. If he's <laughs> <laughs> what I did, did not see did. that coming. <laughs> what did he yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. nah. Savo is uh, <laughs> even better. I'd like to hit a three and and um, and and do a celebration right in front of him that that he uh, that he kind of does with all of us. So <laughs> um, yeah, probably Savo. Savo would be a good one. No, no book, no KD, not even an Ish Wainwright. You go with Saban Lee. Yeah, because nobody likes yeah. Aztecs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mate, like you do it to one of those other guys, and and they're just going to do it ten times back to you. So I'm not going to. That's gonna fair. All right, Poor I want to know who was your favorite teammate and why on the Suns throughout the year. Yeah, you or you could do a couple for different reasons if you have it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I loved playing with Dario Saric, uh, and me and Rio got along great. Um, we we kind of had that uh, old Yugoslavian connection. Not that I'm from old Yugoslavia whatsoever, but you know, being being that I played in uh, being that I played in, in in Serbia, it was always good to have a laugh with him about you know stuff out there, and um, obviously Mikhail. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was, yeah, I'll just leave it Obviously, Mikhail was great. Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, you know that that little trio there was 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 you know three blokes that you know were obviously super tight since they'd played together for so long, and I and you know kind of welcomed me into the group when I first got there. It was it was us four working out in the facility for the most part, so. Um, got along great with them, and now I got campaigns just up the road, which is handy. Um, and then, and then, you know, Saban. Saban was a late addition to the group, but like brought such a such a good vibe to what we had going already. And um, yeah, those boys are definitely my favourite teammates. Has campaign called you to ask for any advice on how to deal with Pop yet? <laughs> No, nah, he hasn't. He hasn't. We just missed each other when he was in town the other other day. So, um, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't spoken to him too much about it. He he sent me he sent me a message about just some like he said, tell me what it's like. So I kind of went in on what the city was like more so than the organisation. Um, but I'm sure he'll figure it out pretty quickly for himself. It's too. It's 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 one of those things where it's too hard to put it into perspective for someone who hasn't been there. Like Paddy tried putting it into perspective for me. And then until you get there and you realize like what the Spurs is, you just can't really describe it to anyone else. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah it totally makes sense. What, so when you're, when you're, you, you said you still have a house here, correct? 
Yeah, what? it's on the yeah, it's on the market at the minute. Yep. Oh, okay, so you so you're not coming back ever. <laughs> well, I'm just curious if my man's coming back to town or not. I do, I do play there a couple of times, unless you ask me if I'm going to be out of the NBA before I get to Phoenix. But, um, okay, all right. No, nah, I, I, mate. To be honest with you, we've we've kind of opened our minds up to living abroad um, at some point after the career, and we 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 loved Phoenix, and we were always open to to that being home at some point, but. You know, I'm dragging India around the world for for a little while, so she can have her her pick of the pick of the lot once my career's done. What was her reaction to Houston when you when you said, "Hey, I think we're gonna we're gonna sign with Houston"? Was she like, "Oh shit," or was she like, "Yeah, cool"? Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was too too much of like the contracts terms, and you know, I don't like to talk too much about money but it's so public so it's like what the hell but um too much of the contract terms was like the exciting point because that's you know as a player that's what you that's what you perform for um that's that's what you that's what you're kind of in this thing for for the most part um so once that kind of simmered down uh there was like a shit like what's houston like and like her initial reaction to to most cities that we kind of like research is like what what the crime's like because like obviously you guys deal with a lot more than we do in australia so um i think she's a little <laughs> bit nervous yep. <laughs> yeah. that was the most polite way of throwing shade at america heard. possible <laughs> i love it <laughs> um, i mean he's not so wrong you're not wrong he's not wrong, wrong. He's not wrong. Hey, I speak the truth. You guys know that. Yeah, once once we got past that, um, it was like we actually really enjoyed Texas the last time we were here, and like the people are so hospitable, and um, you know, we kind of realised that that Houston was. And look, the my brother-in-law, or soon-to-be brother-in-law, he's um, he's really like. He's a really intelligent guy who like loves to research the world and see what's going on and blah, blah, blah. So he did a lot of research into Houston and was like super optimistic. He was like, it looks great. Like, blah, blah. Me, on the other hand, I don't really care. Like, I'm, I'm whatever. But um, I think once we once we kind of got through that for the most part, uh, that initial like, you know, just realizing the, the, the what the city was about. And then we got here and we actually saw it for ourselves. That's when Enns was like, this city is phenomenal. Um, so... We're, we're, we're loving it. I think Houston's a great city from what I've seen so far. We're fitting in seamlessly. We've got everything that we need. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're loving it. Jock, since we're talking money, look, the, the real estate market's a little a little soft right now. So how about I just go stay in the house for you when the market picks up, <laughs> then you can flip it for a profit. I'm just looking out for you here, man. Yeah, pay some rent and we can talk. <laughs> I don't think I'm in the same market as you. <laughs> Next question. Speaking of money, Leo did send us a super chat for 99. Thank you, Leo. And Jock, they asked, be honest, who are you oh, going to no. miss the most from the PHNX crew? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss all of you. I can't, I can't put a single name out there. I'm going to take the coward's way out. There you, you go. You just better not find a fat, unathletic, half funny guy <laughs> in Houston to replace me with. I'll be I'll be very hurt. 
You don't even let him dunk on you anymore. I know. You don't dunk on yourselves. That's I mean, a pretty that's impressive feat. have been the last feat. week on the show. Why shouldn't I do it? Oh, my God. See, guys, this is, this is the point I was getting to, is where he just started doing it himself, and I could sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks for breaking See, me, Jock. I appreciate it. He really just felt like he had done his job, and now he could leave, <laughs> yeah. and you would handle yeah, it. Yeah, he taught you how to self-deprecate. I've, I've dunked on Espo enough. I can go to Houston now. Exactly. Yep. All right, we got one additional question from the chat. This one came from Hello. They want to know uh, Tex-Mex or AZ-Mex. Which place so far do you think has the better Mexican food? I haven't had Mexican food out here. I Good. Mexican okay. food. Don't. Tex-Mex yeah. Isn't, yeah. Isn't, isn't legit at all. <laughs> No, no. Text is pretty legit. No, it, it's a it's different. Not. It's not even it's the very same food. Different. It's a different type of food. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah. very different. Well, when you try some, report back and let us know. But of course, John, yeah. you know that anytime you come to Arizona, you can always find a good burrito over at Burrito Express. Our homies over there, they have multiple Valley locations. Um, obviously, the one we go to the most is in Tempe. <laughs> What? Well, if I had done that, these two would have been like, well, no. that's the dumbest transitional. They shut the hell up when you it was go. Because solid. Because You're because... such a hater. <laughs> no. I just got back. I'm not saying that's a, I'm saying my transition sounds like that and I get crap. Yours is great and, and just like mine was. And they don't say anything. I hope the mics picked up his fuming because you could literally hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy breathing. Oh, anyway go to burrito express if you are looking for a delicious burrito and make sure you give them a follow on twitter at burrito exp as well all right now this one is one where you can give me some grief aspo because i'm probably going to screw up the disclaimer on this one mm. but our friends over at DraftKings are really happy that the nfl season is just around the corner and they are hooking everyone up with game day greatness so all customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Just check out the app to see what you get. And if you have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, do it now and use that code PHNX to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks that's code phnx only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl the crown is yours okay here we go gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny Four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available. Problem gambling? Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS twenty one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. ccdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire after seven days uh, after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Shane, oh, does wow. Shane, wow. does Shane does it better. Shane does it better. Wow. We love Shane it. does do it better. Um, <laughs> hopefully Shane write, reads one of those for us. But check out the DraftKings Sports. Did you see out. Masab says Lindsay is Kobe and Espo is Rondé Hollis Jefferson? I mean, yeah. he balled out in, in FIBA, so he had yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's what we're You doing. have your moment, That's what Espo. he meant. Yeah, he, yeah <laughs> you have your moment. I'm sure that's what he sure. meant. <laughs> A late bloomer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jock, what are you going to miss the most about Phoenix? Not teammate-wise, but just the city-wise and fan base-wise. Um, city-wise, city it'll probably be it'll probably be like the walking our dog through the, um, the mountain ranges. That was 
I mean, we, we did that a lot and that was a pretty cool experience and just a good way to break up the days. Um, so we're definitely going to miss that. Uh, I'm going to miss the golf scene as well. I mean, the golf scene was unbelievable in, in, in Phoenix, um, city-wise. And then, I mean, it's always hard to, like, break down what you're going to miss most about the fans, but... Um, the, just the people in general in, in Phoenix were always really good to good to me and, and good to you know my family and the energy of the crowd on a night to night basis was like second to none um, and and I really really believe that they've got one of the best fan bases in in, in, in sports at the minute uh, in the NBA so uh, yeah I, I can't it's hard to look past you know the roar of the crowd in the playoffs and just, you know, on a night-to-night basis, it was, there was never a dull night uh, in Phoenix where we were like, damn, like this crowd is, you know, garbage that you might get on the, on the road with other teams. And um, I think that that was really, really became obvious when we went through that rough patch in the middle of the season, when we had, you know, what felt like 10 people injured, um, you know, Phoenix was still right there with us and, and you know, we were we managed to feed off that and scrape through with a couple of good wins here and there. But, yeah, I mean, it was always a joy rocking up and playing in front of the fan base. Chuck, I, I was curious because obviously it's been a summer of change, not just for you, but, like, you look at this Suns roster, Monty, Chris Paul, Landry, Tor- like, there's so many guys that are just somewhere else now. Yeah. Do you and you mentioned the injuries thing as well. Chris Paul goes down in game two. DA is not there for game six. Is there any part of you that was like, man, if we'd have just gotten this break or if this had gone differently, maybe things would look like the roster might look completely different? No question. Um, I think the thing that I always kind of came back on was um, like there were two there were two instances where I would I, I got like outwardly frustrated about how we were kind of all being spoken about and treated. And the first one was when we went like 13 and two to start the season. And then we had just this flurry of injuries happen Mm. and we were sitting on top at that point and we were playing fantastic basketball. And then we had this flurry of injuries and we did not have all of our core pieces together and until the trade happened. And so it was like, how, how are people writing us off like they are when A, we're in like sixth, mm-hmm. having not had like three or four of our main pieces at one time for pretty much the entire season. Then you kind of see Mikhail come into his own in that period where Book's out and CP's out, DA's out. And so it was like his game was going on another level. And then Cam Johnson came back and his game was like, he came back on fire. <laughs> so it was like all of these things... Like, we were sitting there like, we're good. And, like, we're going to be good. And then, obviously, the KD trade happens. And so we lose a lot, but we get Kevin Durant. And then, you know, KD comes and hurts. We don't see him for for a time. And then he comes back and it's, like, we reel off, like, four, four wins in a row against some, like, solid teams. Like, no one's, like, crazy good. But, like, you could tell there was, like, a real sense of, oh, we're going to be really, really good. And then KD gets hurt and we don't see him again until like pretty much the playoffs. So it's like to do what we did and, and take Denver furthest out of any team um, in, in the NBA, right? Like my, yeah. what did Miami win? Five. Yeah, they went to five. So we, we took them to six and it was like, okay, like 
you know, game six obviously wasn't great and, and you know, games one and two and, and, and five, it didn't feel like we were playing like ourselves. But games three and four, we were, f- we were really good and it still didn't feel like we are at our full potential um, just because we didn't really have, like, much time together on the court. So a lot of the time, like, Monty was doing the best he could with what he had and we were just trying to put things together on the fly. So it's like you take out all that preparation time that every team has had through the entire season. We're playing, we're playing, we're going into the playoffs against the best team at that point, you know, this season, just from like a, a perspective of like they had the most time on court together. Like, you're damn right, it's going to be hard for us to really, you know, string that thing together. So I thought with the initial group, mm-hmm. we would have come damn close to beating. You know, I, I, I thought that we would have come damn close to winning an NBA Finals. Whether or not we get past Denver is another, you know, Denver's a bloody good team, so you can't, you know, knock them. And I don't want to take that championship away because a lot of people will be like, yeah, we should have beat Denver. And blah, blah, blah. Like, Denver was bloody good and they deserved to win that championship. But, like, looking at our initial team, it was like, man, we can, we can win an NBA Finals. And that's what it felt like. And I think that's the confidence we all had in that group. Um... And then you take, you know, the, the KD, KD thing into account and it's like we still had a pretty damn good roster. Um, we were super reliant on Kevin Book um, and, you know, we didn't have our floor general there to kind of string things together, uh, you know, through that, through, that, through that series. But, like, those, those were two, two very different groups who, in my opinion, were good enough to take it the whole way. And I think that, like... Had we done that, like it would have been, it would have been a beautiful situation to be a part of long term. Um, obviously, you know the management went a completely different way, and that's fully within his right. He paid a lot of money for that organization. I think Matt's, Matt's a great guy, and um, he's doing a pretty cool thing with that with that organization as a whole right now. Just as far as his off court stuff as well, and um, you know, I know a few of the staff members that he's brought in, and they said they're, they're great coaches. So he, he's doing a good job there, but. Um, yeah, I, I felt like those were two groups had we run it back, you know, would have got it done or got it done last year. Um, but, you know, shit happens and that's that's the way of the business, isn't it? You know, a lot of the times we don't really talk about, you know, when, when you move on to a different city, what kind of conversations you have with the with the, your teammates, your former teammates? Like, who reached out to you? You know, what kind of conversations did you have with, with any of those guys and what were those like? Um, so one of the coolest things about, about the, the signing period was, um, CP gave me a call when, when, um, what happened when, uh, the, I became an unrestricted free agent he was just like, what's going on? Because like, from what he'd heard, like they were super excited to potentially, um, bring me back and, and apparently a few of them were going into bat for that matter. So I kind of like laid out the situation and said, look, it was probably, a, 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 you know, it was a mutual agreement in the end, but, um, you know, part, part and parcel was, you know, just, just me having an opinion on, on where I wanted my life to go a little bit. And, um, and then when I actually signed with Houston, he, he was, I, I kid you not, he was the first call within like fucking three minutes of the news breaking. <laughs> FaceTime with, from Chris Paul and that's like a you know 
for, for everyone that gives CP a bad rap and me having nothing but good experiences with him, uh, that to me like defines CP in a nutshell right there is he cared enough to give me a buzz when he was on vacation with his family in Cabo or something like that and be like, man, that like, he, he was like, he gives me chills just knowing that like, you know, a week ago you were telling me that you wanted to bet on yourself and like here, here it is kind of paying off. And um, that was the first call I got. Like, not my parents. <laughs> like, I, I'd just seen, I'd just seen India, um, you know, and, and and she was on the phone, obviously, when when the uh, when the contract news was broken to me. And um, the next one in line was CP. So uh, he was he was the biggest standout for me, and that like he took the time out of his holiday to to, to give me a buzz. And, and I mean, that's a hall of famer right there, given. Some sorry ass Australian a call and congratulate him <laughs> on, his, on his contract. So that was sick. Um, uh, you know, I heard I heard from plenty of others. I heard from Kale Cam, like a lot of guys that I'd kind of been in touch with throughout throughout my career. Um, you know, Matt Matt reached out and said congratulations, like really happy for you. Um, you know, just just so many, yeah, so many people. So, uh, yeah, man, it was it was a pretty damn cool experience, and and um, I think a lot of people who I've played with and, and kind of got to know through my career um, understood how much like that was going to mean to me, and and reached out accordingly. Real quick, you you mentioned Matt reached out to you. Um, you know what what kind of communication did you ever have with Matt Ishbia? What were your impressions of him, and what was your guys' relationship like? Because it seems like. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, owners don't really get too involved too many times in most organizations, but it seems like this is a little bit of the exception. Yeah, I would say it's certainly the exception. Uh, Matt, Matt was around a lot, especially early on in the season. Um, you know, uh, sorry, early on, early on in his, in his, his, uh, uh, his service with, with, with them. And, um, you know, I remember we were in Chicago not, four games into him taking ownership of the club and I was sitting there having breakfast the morning of our game against Chicago and he comes up and just sits down and just has like a 20 minute measly 20 minute chat with me and you know that was kind of my first meet and greet with Matt I, I texted him you know when he first kind of came into ownership and um and then after that it was uh you know he was just around all the time. He was always at the games. And a lot of the time, like, he would be there, but he wouldn't really step on toes and get in the locker room and, you know, get rah-rah with the guys. But then come playoffs, it was like every game he was there. Win, loss, whatever, he was there. And uh, my impressions of him was, A, like, he gives a damn and, like, he's really, really invested um, – in you know the success of Phoenix and, and he's really invested in the city and like just hearing him speak so passionately about the city and what he wants to help achieve there was was you know kind of cool to see and um, you know that was my that was my first real um, experience with with an owner like that who's who who has taken like a real interest in investment in, in, into the city and its success and of the organization and um, you know. From that point on, it was like, well, this guy's phenomenal from a business standpoint. Like, what's he like as a guy? And I think that, like, I really noticed that after every game, as I said, whether it was a win or a loss, he was in there and you could really just, like, read the emotion on his face of, like, how excited he was about a win or, or you know, he was flat about a loss. And um, I think 
a lot of guys in that position would kind of try and take emotional emotion out of it and, and be like a level head of like this is a business but Matt was more along the lines of like like he's riding with us and, and that that was kind of cool to experience so um, yeah I think that like it, I think you guys are in really really good hands to be honest with you and um, anyone should be pretty pretty lucky to play for, for an organization he's at the helm of Take, take us back in that playoff series. Jokic kind of shoves Ishbia. What what are you guys thinking in that moment where you see this guy that's a, that's been great to you so far kind of get kind of get pushed aside by by the guy you're playing against? Dude, to be honest with you, like that was so in the in the heat of the moment. And I think it was like the first game I was really playing. I had I had just no idea what was going on, and I had no time for it. I was too focused on the task at hand. So yeah, I, I don't really have too much to say on that situation, uh, other than like. Oh, what he push, Matt? Let, let's get Yoke ejected. Like, yeah, yeah, get him out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was kind of it. That was kind of it. I'm pretty sure we all joked in the exact same. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't joking. We were all like, no, kick him out. <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like to play? Uh, you've done it, uh, obviously, when you went from San Antonio to Phoenix. But what's it like playing against your former teammates that first time? Is it is it kind of odd? going against guys that you were in the locker room with? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it is a little bit because, like, you're excited to see them, but then you've kind of got to go from, like, this right, like, literally 30 seconds before the game, like, everyone's, like, running up and fucking jumping on each other and, like, laughing and joking. And um, and then it's like you got to throw the ball up and play. Uh, so so it's pretty, it's pretty bizarre. Um, but, I mean... Like it's nothing different, especially with Phoenix. Like our our you know our scrimmages and and you know um, just open gyms we played against each other were like pretty damn intense. So it'll just pretty much be another one of those. It's not not anything that I'm like not not used to. I think that it was weird with San Antonio because like it was the first time I'd kind of gone through it. But like now that you know I've done it once, I feel like I've I'll be all right. Speaking of former teammates in San Antonio, we would be remiss if we did not get your scouting report. Obviously, you spent a season with Kata Bates-Diop and I think like half a season with Drew Eubanks. Um, what can Suns fans expect from those two guys? Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, that KBD is an extremely versatile forward Um it's 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 kind of bizarre because he looks so relaxed when he plays, but then it, like he's just all of a sudden he's just everywhere at the right time. Mm. So he's someone that impacts it like in that sense on the offensive end. He can really shoot shoot the ball at a high clip, and I don't think a lot of people necessarily know that. But he can really shoot the ball, and then he's such a talented cutter. Mm. Um, so offensively, I think he's going to slot in seamlessly around the likes of, of Kevin Book, just knowing how to play basketball at an extremely high rate. And then defensively, he's very versatile, very long. Um, so, yeah, I think KVD is a really, really nice addition for you guys uh, in, in the sense that he's able to just slot in so well um, with any team that he's kind of a part of. Um, and, then, and then Drew's just... You know, Drew's a banger who's extremely athletic. Um, 
he's a great shot blocker. Like, I mean, the guy can jump out of the gym, uh, extremely physical, um, and, and can can set great screens. So I think for the for the likes of um, for the likes of Book and K, that'll be someone who that they'll uh, pair up with really nicely because. I mean, Drew in the short role when a team's book, uh, you know, doubling book or K, like you've got to deal with with a dude who can really jump and and dunk the ball. Him coming down the lane, like that, that's that's a lot to handle. So, I think you got a few you've got a few nice pieces that you've picked up this this season. What about their personalities? Are we going to like them as much as we liked you? <laughs> Do, who said we? Like yeah, them? I would I would I would say that that. Uh, that Drew's probably a little bit more out there, and, and you'll get a good good sense of what his uh, personality is like, and you'll like him. Uh, and then KBD is more reserved and quiet, and he just kind of goes about his business. So he'll probably he'll probably not he'll probably not let you in too much. But I can tell you one thing that every single guy that plays with KBD and is in a locker room with him loves him. Um, he's a phenomenal teammate to have. Love to hear it. Well, Jock, uh, before we let you go, uh, I want to say thank you. You are our first professional uh, PHNX athlete, so we appreciate uh, everything you contributed to the cause and wish you nothing but the best of luck in Houston, uh, you know, health and happiness, and obviously your your future. Uh, uh, I think you're engaged, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, we didn't get the wedding invite, so I wasn't sure. You know what I mean? So, uh, Mate, no, one, no, one, no one's got the wedding invite. It's the longest engagement anyone's ever seen. I, I just want to go to the bachelor party. Is that all right? Like, well, there's plenty uh, of strip clubs from what I hear in Houston. Oh, so. no. Oh, no. The, uh, the, 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 ba- the bachelor party came and went this offseason. So sorry about that, bro. Damn. Well, hey, I, I want to say this from the bottom of my heart, and I truly mean this. You will forever be my favorite dickhead, and I appreciate you <laughs> for everything you did for Phoenix and, and for us. So. Likewise, mate. Likewise, I really appreciate you guys having me on, and it was a, uh, it was always uh, something that I looked forward to, kind of breaking up the season with. Yes, and and from my perspective, thank you for always being so um, just yourself around us because. I, I can tell you every time we got you in the media scrum, we were excited to talk to you um, because we knew, we knew you weren't going to beat around the bush and we really did appreciate you uh, giving us a, a taste of who you are. So thank you for yes. that. And take, take it easy on my guy, DA, this year. Looks like he's had a good off season. Absolutely. He did. <laughs> and everyone in the chat is echoing the same sentiments. They're all wishing you the best of luck. Um, Crying emojis, all the things, asking you to come back already, sending internet hugs, you name it. Uh, Jock, thank you so much. We really have had a blast this last year having you a part of the program and getting to watch you in a Phoenix Suns uniform. And best of luck to you and the entire family. We're going to be rooting you on for a long time. Appreciate it a lot. And never say never. We'll see what the future holds, huh? Fingers crossed. Appreciate (laughs) it. Appreciate it. Oh, I'm going to miss Jock. Yeah. yeah He's one of a kind. He is. He's one of a He's kind. He's a good dude. He was sweet. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, like, when you, when you know, you guys don't get to see this, but, like, the first time he came in here, like, it just felt like he was part of the crew, like, mm-hmm. from day one, uh, stepping in to our old studio. He yeah, saw, he's, yeah. see, he's seen both yeah, studios. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so uh, he was given Espo the business from the, from the jump. Literally yeah. day one. Uh, and so, and <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even around for that, but I, I had heard it and I was just like, well, I like this Who guy would ever already, do so. that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he, he was, he's a tremendous person. Uh, he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him, uh, even after basketball, mm-hmm. for sure. I want to see him as a broadcast. Like he could be an entertaining 
pregame studio guy. I think oh yeah, freaking hilarious. I would like to see him unedited. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I feel I, like he's a podcaster studio, at heart. Yeah, because yeah. he can you know he can drop the f bomb like yeah. he, he's good at and let's, stuff. So. Let's be honest. By the time his playing career is done, we might have secondary broadcast where you can do that and be that yeah maybe we've been asking for it for a while now so it's only a matter of time before somebody wises up mm-hmm. and makes it happen we, you we can hire him yeah, yeah, yeah exactly we'll sure. hire jack <laughs> all right well thank you guys for joining us for the conversation uh come back and hang out with us tomorrow we've got some fun stuff in store for you Until then, if you are watching here on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up on your way out. If you are listening wherever you listen to your podcast, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out a lot, and it's absolutely free. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Before Espo goes, make sure you go to gophnx.com. Why can I not say that? Here goes my transition <laughs> for Espo. Uh, and become a diehard because huh? it's uh, really easy to become a diehard. It is. You know what I mean? So there you Easier go. Easier than your ad reads. Yeah. Oh. Hey-o. I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep going, Espo? Uh, no, I'm Do it. Look, look, Jock's a dickhead. I'm a dickhead. We're all dickheads. Don't you forget it. Ahoy, hoy. Never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. To understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. 